listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Something sinister to it. Pendulum swinging slow, a degenerate moving through the city with criminal stealth. Welcome to enemy turf, harder than immigrants work. Golf is just in my shirt. Get up off the pavement, brush the dirt up off my psyche. Psyche, psyche. Welcome to a one take podcast, episode one fifty eight. Probably the last podcast, right? This, this has to be. It. We are the last remaining podcast. No, I mean this is the last one for us, right? This one fifty eight. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hideous number to stop on, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, what if you just like you know like something gross like two thirty three? They're just like what? <laughs> anyway. Uh, this week we are reviewing the creator before AI takes over our jobs and actually does this for us. So yeah. Anyway, how are we doing? Good, good. Uh, surviving uh, amongst our AI overlords uh, behind enemy lines. You know, it's all good. <laughs> behind enemy lines. Making it happen. All right. They've accepted me as one of their own. You are the John David Washington, if you will, in this scenario. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, your creator came out last week. By the time that you're listening to this 2023 film, PG-13, two hours, 13 minutes long. Against the backdrop of war between humans and robots with artificial intelligence, a former soldier finds the secret weapon, a robot in the form of a young child, written and directed by Gareth Edwards. Chris Weitz also has a... Has a writing credit, has a 7.2 on IMDb, number one trending popularity movie overall right now, which is crazy because there is a Paw Patrol and a Saw movie out right now that are just kicking this thing's ass at the box office. Um, 63 Metascore. Uh, Chris Weitz has a really interesting career. Just wanted to highlight him for a second. He's the writer of the, the comedy classic About a Boy and a movie that we love. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, also the Golden Compass, and he helped write uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So these is about a boy actually a comedy classic? Because I've never heard of that in my life. Teed, you're older than us. Would you uh, care to comment? <laughs> I wouldn't call it a classic, but I have heard of it. Because okay, you said that, and I was like, "Did I just?" I, I feel like, like that... I couldn't tell if you were being sarcastic or like. I think I've seen that. it actually. I think I think I've seen it. <laughs> no, I I genuinely, when I say this, like I think people really re- like refer to like that's that's uh, Hugh Grant's like big one. Yeah, they they are big on. Uh, it's not my personal favorite uh, brand of Hugh Grant, but it is one of the big ones that people really. Oh damn! This made one hundred thirty million dollars at the box office. Right mm-hmm. when he this was rolling. When he was oh, rolling, ninety three on Rotten Tomatoes. What the fuck? Yeah. What do you mean by rolling? You gotta be specific. Well, <laughs> you Grant's lived a life, brother. At at the box office, I think. There we go. Uh, when when Hugh Grant was rolling, he was like the biggest draw uh, in comedies ever, and just like self aware comedies ever. It's really crazy how big of a star he actually was. Anyway, the creator. Uh, so, do we want to play? Who else is in this movie besides John David Washington and Jimmy Chan? Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, there are a couple people that we know. I mean, you uh, know, Alice the and Janie. The blind guy from Star Wars. Alice and Janie's there. 
you know, Allison Janney and Ken Watanabe uh, from several projects. That's, but that's about it, though. There, this new uh, newcomer, obviously, first movie, first project she's ever been in as Alfie, Madeline Yuna Voyos, is I, I believe how you pronounce her name. And can I just get this out of the way? She was fucking awesome. She was incredible. She rules. I thought she was great. Yeah, I thought she did uh, a good job. She's so, my favorite movie character of the year so far. I will protect her with my life. Wow, that is a statement. That is a Jesus. <laughs> is I mean, who's her competition? If we're being honest, <laughs> she's literally getting beat at the box office right now by Jigsaw, who's the greatest movie character of all time. <laughs> He's back. He's literally back. I I will never watch a Saw movie. So <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do well, with me. Personally, for me, it was Jason Momoa from uh, Fast and Furious X. But you know, we don't. This is fair. That was uh, greatness. Too bad that movie wasn't good, but that character was greatness indeed. And not for nothing, I, I don't know, Tej, if you don't know any country artist, but Sturgill Simpson is in this movie as well. Wait, that's Sturgill Simpson? <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the guy that helps him along the way, Drew, his friend that he finds. Down I didn't realize that's what Sturgill Simpson looks the like. The guy that was like, oh, okay, the, the friend guy, got it. No, the guy I, that was married you... to the robot at the very end. I'm glad you prefaced that because I have heard of the name Sturgill Simpson, but I only remembered it because it has alliteration and I remember names like that, but I have no idea who that is. Like I have no context of what that is. He's like making a transition into being an actor because he's also in Killers of the Flower Moon coming up. Oh, turn that up. Oh, well, I'll be seeing him again. Like a hell of a two projects to like study. He's like, I only pick good shit, you know, like he's like, he's on the Janelle Monet path. successful musician or is he transitioning because he needs another bag or because he, he's like getting a multiple bags because he's making a lot of money from music he's successful I don't think in, in his way <laughs> in his way like in, in the way that like indie country can be successful people fucking Got love Sergio Simpson but like yeah it's like it's not you know yeah, he's, Katy you know, Perry you know levels successful. at eight you know <laughs> is he like is he more successful or less successful than Pat Green who every kid in my high school listened to pat green except for me i, I did not but he was pat green was probably. very popular when i was when i was in texas he was extremely popular in texas you know what it, probably the same you know That's actually um, yeah uh i don't remember which one of those beyonce albums it was that got robbed <laughs> grammys but he was also nominated that year and we were all like well if they give it to Sergio simpson that kind of makes sense like he's he's one of those artists where it's like, yeah he like yeah. takes mushrooms and plays the guitar for like ten hours on his albums. It's like that's what he does. I took mushrooms before I watched the creator, so that I I feel him on that. Oh, so that's where you are with this movie. Anyway, uh <laughs> eighty million dollar budget. You want to play guess the box office? Thirty seven million. Fifty eight. You almost hit the nail on the head, Teach. Thirty five million worldwide. Damn. <laughs> I heard I've heard almost no one talking about this movie. Although the people I have her talk about this movie have all been more positive on this movie than I am only slightly, but well, which is crazy. Positive. Cause when the trailer dropped, people were like, yes, original sci-fi. Fuck. Yeah. John yes, David Washington, facts. Gareth Edwards, rogue one, remember? And then nobody got to the theater. Like whatever. I was very excited when I saw that trailer, but the trailer for this film is better than this film. Mm. Mm. And you see most of the cool shit from the movie is in that trailer. At least 60% of the cool shit you see in this movie is in that trailer. Which makes sense. You have to market it. It's it's original sci-fi, so you have to show people something. 
You're just a big Aerosmith fan, right? <laughs> I mean, that song does fucking bang. I mean, it works. It just works. So, I mean, I have been tricked by the song that they picked for the trailer many times in my life. So this wouldn't be the first time, and it won't be the last. 68% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics, 77% audience score. Visually stunning, impact with spectacular set pieces. The creator serves up timely, well-acted sci-fi that satisfies in the moment, even if it lacks substance. Tej, go ahead. I want to hear what you think about it and why. Lead off with some negativity. We had some really, really good ideas in this movie. I love the way this movie opens. When you show the little video from the preps, first of all, they're showing the like robotic AI videos, and they show the video from the president that basically spells out the fact that America has beef with AI because uh, Nuke went off that was blamed on AI. You later find out. Well, I guess I won't spoil it yet, but... They blamed this nuke going off on AI. They basically declared war on AI, which was really to eradicate AI from the Western world. Amazing premise. Great setup. The movie looks incredible from start to finish. The cast is good. Hans Zimmer, you know, we talk about him all the time on this podcast, but he's just incredible. He's just, he's just, he just can do stuff that nobody else can do. He's phenomenal. There's some really good stuff in this film. The special effects are really cool. The way that you're showing the spaceships kind of hovering over the planet, like some of that stuff was really cool. But if you ask yourself one question in this movie, and you will ask yourself 50 questions in this movie, but the whole plot falls apart. There are so many questions I have about how the AI works, how the how the robots work, how our main character, or I guess our, our co-lead character works. This is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. The main the 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 little girl is like a robot. She's a robot. She's a secret weapon. She's she's the savior of the robots, and she's a secret weapon that's going to destroy humanity or at least free the robots from their servitude. Uh, but so much of the logic of this movie makes no sense, and I won't dig deep into those questions because I have at least ninety of them. I was texting Marcus angrily after I walked out of this movie. There are emotional beats in this movie that are supposed to be emotional. And you got the Hans Zimmer score going in the background, and you got uh, Baby Denzel operating on a pretty good level. You have the kid that's operating on a good level, and I felt nothing. And by the way, I was on mushrooms, which make you a little bit more emotional. I felt nothing. I felt absolutely nothing. These we did not we did not answer any questions about these robots, how things work. There were sometimes where the ro robots would have like regular robot powers that would make sense, but then there'd be other times where that would just be taken away from them. And they just would end up in another situation where the robot wouldn't be able to move or like wouldn't even be able to operate like a robot. There, there's a scene in this in this film literally where all the robots are back at their village. They're all wearing clothes. They're all yelling and screaming when they get shot, and they're all sleeping at the same exact time, which allows our main character to sneak onto a base full of robots. And the robots are quite literally sleeping, and there's no detection, nothing. The robot is holding the weapon and really. The robot's holding the weapon like a human being in a hammock, and every robot on site is just sleep right now. Every every robot's powered down. We don't have any sensory detection, so we just basically did the Washington or, or, or John Dave Washington gets to walk up to a robot, quite literally flip one switch that's right on his neck and put him into standby. Some of this stuff, like some of this stuff, like really doesn't make sense. And I I understand that it's a big action movie, it's a big sci-fi movie, so the plot points can be can be scarce but some of this stuff actually makes no sense to the premise of the film there's a there's a scene at the end of this film where our main character is aboard the spaceship of the new of 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 the western hemisphere of the new americans it's called uh, the nomad i believe 
So our robot's on the Nomad, and our robot doesn't know how to get to the control room, but she's a robot, so she probably has some kind of map or tracking. It makes perfect sense. You don't really have to ask how the robot knows how to get to the control room. But after the robot leaves the control room, the robot takes a wrong turn and ends up in a room full of robots. Now, I just said at the beginning of my spiel, the whole premise of this film is that the Americans are trying to eradicate AI. They're trying to get rid of AI. However, on their big spaceship, which is the most important thing of the movie, it's like the fucking Death Star, there's a room full of robots in it. That, that literally makes no sense. You told me at the beginning of this movie that the goal of these people on this spaceship were to get rid of robots. And also, how does my main character know how to get to the control room but, but take a wrong turn going back? She's going back to the same place she came from. There's so much of this, there's so much of the robot logic that literally makes no sense. I have a hundred of these little quirks that are just like, they start to add up. I watched this movie with Mo. We were unemotional as hell. And we both loved, we will cry during, we will cry during commercials. I'll cry for anything. I was on mushrooms. I was ready to cry. I couldn't cry at some, some of this stuff literally makes no sense. And the, the last hour of this film is fun, but it is a complete fucking mess. And it really took away from my enjoyment of the film. We had some cool ideas. I think we had a cool basis, but the script is just incredibly bad. They didn't give these actors much to work with. And it, and the logical fallacies of it literally messed up my ending of the film. I, we get to our big finale and it all meant nothing to me because I had way too many questions about how the robots work or what their goals were. I, I ended up giving a B minus. I, I this is not a boring film. I was never bored. I was just, and I wouldn't say that I was confused. It was just like, we just wrote over stuff. We were just like, uh, whatever. I still have no idea how the main character in this movie has has lost his arm. It's literally unaddressed. He quite, he just walks around with no arm. He puts in on the his robot, robot arm. wars, bro. They literally they don't. You showed John David Washington a new body man with two arms with one arm, and you don't even think to even tell the viewer how that that, that to me that there's so many insane decisions in this movie. I was it really frustrated matter. by the script and the plot. <laughs> I was cares? super frustrated by it cool idea i thought we need we needed to really flesh out some of the backstory we had to really flesh out some of the rules of the how the why are there clones in this movie it literally is not explained some people are cloned all of a sudden we see a clone of a guy we see a clone of jim and chan and it kind of just like uh they're clones in this just clone in this world and it, we just keep going like there's I, I i hate when you have a really good idea some really cool cinematography some great scenes I hate when you have that basis there. We had, we got a great cast. We have that basis to make something really cool, and instead, because of our script writing and because of our plot development and lack thereof, we we we've ended up with a dud at the end of our movie. I hate that feeling. I gave it a B minus, but this this movie could have been so much more to me. I gave it a B minus. My man's trying to have a hoop conversation with charts and graphs, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I didn't want to. I want it to be a mess, and I want to be crying. He's literally holding the baby, which I have a lot of questions about this baby. I have so many questions. This baby gets shot in this movie. The baby gets shot. Oh, my God. The baby's shot. Take the baby to Namara, who's, who's the baby's mother. Okay, we take the robot over to the baby's mother. We we flip scenes. The baby's mother, it, I won't spoil it, but the baby's mother is no help at all. And the baby is just fine. Why do we do the whole emotional thing when the baby got shot? If we're going to flip the scene and then the baby is quite literally just fine. There's just so many weird decisions in this movie, and they're just like, whatever, just write it. Just like it, it'll just go. It, it, I was I was furious by the way they were doing this writing. I, I the last hour of this movie made me as mad as almost any movie I've seen in theaters. Like e even more mad than Bo is afraid, which I had a great time in, obviously. 
way more mad than Bo's afraid. The way that Dex felt after watching you Bo's afraid is the way I felt. You had questions about the creator, and that ruined your. And enjoyment. you just let Bo, Bo, Bo's afraid, afraid like, yeah, fly. <laughs> because Bo's afraid didn't make any sense from the first second of the film. So it was <laughs> it was the first second of the first second of the creator. The first hour makes a ton of sense. I was having a great time, and then all of a sudden it was like, wait a second, none of this actually makes any sense upon further inspection. And I wish I didn't have to ask myself those questions, but I literally had to because some stuff just was not making it making any sense at all. The, the control room is the most important part of this ship because that's how you disable it, right? We have 100 humans on screen doing different stuff. Nobody was in the control room. There was not a guard, a robot, a nothing. This robot just walked into the control room. There's no one there. There's no one around There's at all. There's a hole in the plane. I just... <laughs> It frustrated me so much because we could have we could have had something very cool, but instead we took shortcuts, and those shortcuts really hurt the film. I gave it a B minus. There are shortcuts. I'm not like you're right. Uh, also, I know that y'all agree um, with the shortcuts because y'all both said y'all both said me, hey, the last hour of this movie, the last hour of this movie is like there's a lot going on. I really enjoyed it, but the last hour of this movie is something. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't have any of the problems you had with this movie though. Like the things, that, the reason I think it's a mess is all like, like uh, message wise, <laughs> like the theme of it doesn't make sense, or like it makes sense, but they don't. So the problem, the problem I have with this movie is that it hints at saying a lot of different things, but never actually says anything. So it just wants you to like. It wants you to fill in the blanks basically and be like, this is what the point of this movie was. But I I usually hate that. I think that's kind of silly, but I was willing to let them rock on this one. Because like you had a cute kid in the movie and you know, it was adorable. <laughs> and you know, that just worked. Um, so yeah, like all the like little how does the world work like plot nitpicks of it, I don't really get bothered by because like they made humanoid robots and they're like integrated into society i don't have any further questions <laughs> like, like that's how all this shit works they made humanoid robots out of ai worked in it's worked in every movie every sci-fi movie ever yeah this is what they do why uh can they just turn it off with a little switch because they can like they made these robots <laughs> <laughs> Because literally they can. Because they can. <laughs> you made the robots. You can turn them off. Cool. Why uh, are you cloning multiple likenesses of the same person? Because you can't. Well, they mentioned that too. They're like, they lend your face to the cause because it seems to me that they don't like start. There's some of these robots that like, there's some of these robots that don't have humanoid faces that are just like droids from star wars yeah and they're like some got of them, better at doing this and they were yeah. like let's make them look like people that'll be fun we can start Did the brown guy live his face them, but... the big the first clone you see is the brown guy but the brown guy is a human who's fighting against the robots and so then all of a sudden we see a robot that walks by with his face and it's literally never explained it's just like no they just have a robot with this guy's face now Who's able to like infiltrate that? It I was just there's they this like is, his this face. This movie is insane. <laughs> they like his face. They kept using it. Um, but yeah, I didn't have any of like that. That none of that really bothered me. I can understand why it would bother other people, but I, you know, whatever. I was willing to just let the whole thing wash over me, except that they didn't really have anything to say by the end of this movie. Um, 
but I'm a sucker for nothing new at least. I honestly I don't even know if they said anything. (laughs) I don't think they said anything. I'm with (laughs) Dex. Nothing new or nothing old. Like nothing. (laughs) Yeah, like uh, you come away from this, and I guess the message is like love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Humanity is I don't know. All the friends we made along the way. Like it's like, <laughs> it's not like I don't really I don't know what I would point to and say, like, yeah, this is what the creator was trying to say. But yeah, I'm a sucker for all of these, like what makes something human. Like we built these machines or these monsters or whatever, and they're just as human as we are, maybe more human than we are, blah blah blah. Like uh been a sucker for all that shit since I took like a we had like a six week course on it in high school that I fucking love. We started with Frankenstein and we just worked backwards from there. And it was great. Um, so any movie, TV show, book that touches on these kind of topics, I'm here for. And the creator, it like scratches all those itches. It's not perfect. It's not as good as fucking reading Frankenstein or watching Blade Runner or uh, you know any of these other projects that touch on all these themes. But it uh. It gets enough of it right that I'm willing to let it cook. I gave it a B plus. John David Washington is fun. Uh, the kid Alfie, I love her. I'll protect her with my life. She's fun. There's some laughs in this movie that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to just be serious and uh, you know take itself very seriously the entire time. But no, they were making jokes, and my theater was laughing, and it was a great time. And uh, yeah, B plus. Action was dope. Music's dope. Let it wash over you. Oh, this is like this is just they do they do every sci-fi movie that has ever been done before, but it looks awesome. Beautiful gowns, like beautiful uh, gowns. Look, I, I, I agree with both of you actually. Which, when you do that, then it would sound like this is a shitty movie, but it's not <laughs> because you, I sat there and watched it with my eyes, and I know that it's not. Um, I just. I don't know. I just, something about it, I was really intrigued and maybe this, maybe this is not a good, doesn't make a good movie, but I was really intrigued that somebody took a risk to do quote unquote, an original sci-fi movie with $80 million and the backing of 20th century. And they trusted them to do that. And we don't get that very often. Now, does that make that a make this like a superb movie? No, but I'm glad they took the chance on doing it. I really like Gareth Edwards' direction, art style, uh, the performances he gets from his actors. I like all of that. Yeah, probably his writing leaves something to be desired. I personally, where I would take points off, and Dex and I were having this conversation. I'm not there with John David Washington as leading action star. Wow. <laughs> wow. I ain't there. I am. You didn't like, you didn't fuck with Tenet. I love Black Klansman. I think that is exactly what he should, he can be doing. Comedy guy. He has perfect comedic timing. I think he's really charismatic. He's in really funny. In that and. Also, uh, his voice just sounds dumb and makes him funny. Like, something about his voice is just off. It's I, like, why do you sound like that? It's just like not quite Denzel Washington. Yeah, it's like what? That's not fair, wrong? but it's like, like 
It's um, like Denzel Washington meets Eric Gordon. Like it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he does kind of sound like Denzel in some of the line reads where it was like, all right, there's a little Denzel there, but Eric Gordon is that's a that's that's bad. That's not man, good. that that's was sweet to see. <laughs> that's not uh, a compliment. Uh anyway, I leading action star with like he tries to give it his best try with like emotional debt. And especially the moments between him and and AI daughter, and uh, I think that like it just falls a little short to me. We were talking, Dex and I were talking after he saw it, and I was just thinking, I was like, if this, what if this was something, someone with like more emotional range? And then I texted Kaluya, but then Dex was like, Have we ever seen Kaluya like run? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, Have we ever you seen know, him run or shoot a gun? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but like, I think somebody with a little bit he more. He runs in, in nope. He runs, rides a horse, <laughs> he rides a horse too. I don't know. I was thinking if we've had somebody with like a little bit more emotional depth, this may have played out. A, even I would have given it a few more points. I think. Um, then Jim Chan would have been just completely acted off the screen. <laughs> you and your Jim Chan <laughs> thing, man. She can't act. She's not good. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll let you we'll let you shoot uh we'll let you get off that take here in a second but the yeah i think i think it is a combination of every single sci-fi movie that you've seen before um with some awesome set pieces some if larger you've never ideas. seen star wars this this some of this visual stuff would literally blow your mind if you've yeah. never seen a Star Wars film, you're going to be thinking like, holy shit, I just advanced 25, 25 years in the technology and in the ideas of sci-fi if you just walked in and did not know what Star Wars have been doing for the last 50 years. I mean, the makeup on the humanoid robots with like the with the holes in their head or whatever, mm-hmm. it just is like crazy. It's, it's crazy cool. to look oh, at. Yeah, and it feels like a lot of it, 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 it just blended so well it feels like a lot of it is practical now yeah there are some bigger ideas like that they touch on that they don't comment on at all like you can transfer (laughs) consciousness hey can we talk about that a little bit more you know you can upload your consciousness which is something that you could like you could give someone like 30 seconds a reset of life we just put a chip into their brain and they're just like oh you can be alive for another 30 seconds it's like oh that's pretty cool i've never really i don't think i've ever seen that in a movie before and then we're just like all right, we use that for the gag. We're done with that. <laughs> right. Like, we're good. Um, this is lacking in like a real true, I think, villain. I think Allison Janney does a good enough job, but it is mostly like like a it it's like America bad, you know, it, and it's and yeah. that works for most movies, but it, I'm just it just kind of is like we know how that's gonna end up. And uh, uh and it's extra whack because it's like not even like america is like humanity is bad like if you if you all humans were bad it would hit a little different i think but it's like literally just american humans bad like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the they asians like, are like they're chilling they're, they're cool we fuck with them yeah <laughs> or the new asians excuse me yeah i mean you can tell that like gareth edwards is obsessed with like samurai movies and westerns and things like that from all of his films and uh no i just i genuinely was just blown away because 
while the hour, the last hour of this movie, some parts do feel rushed. I was like, just on the edge of my seat going like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, just with the battles and them, them literally doing a Star War at the end of the movie. <laughs> they did a new hope at the end of this movie, by the way. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't have anything. Big episode other... six fives at the, or yeah, episode six fives at the end of this. Yeah, I don't have anything other than like a that boy nice watcher. Like that's like how I feel about this movie. <laughs> like I don't know, you know. Like sometimes that just works for me. Um, are there ideas that they definitely should have explored more and in the hands of somebody like that could have fleshed this out a little bit better? Yeah, you know, if you give this to a adept screenwriter, I don't know who. Give this to Denny V. Yeah, like it was something different. Yeah, but then <laughs> this would have been boring. <laughs> if they had given it would have been three hours and well-known boring. screenwriter ten thousand dollars and said, "Hey, here's our what we think is our final script. Rip it apart. We could have made something truly special, but we didn't do that. And we really needed another pen in the room in the writer scene. We really, we really needed someone to read the script and be like, "Hey, these seventeen things don't really make sense, but otherwise, you got a great idea here." How are you going to make these 17 things make sense to me? Well, there's an idea. I It feels like this movie is supposed to be... Uh, there's stuff cut out. There's like an hour cut out of this movie, right? Maybe not an hour, but there's definitely it, stuff cut out of this movie. There's like... there. It feels like there is like... The studio is like, we need to make this more of an action movie instead of like a journey movie. And uh, yeah. yeah. So it... Add in I a couple nukes, a couple explosions. Take out half of that journey stuff just get out of there get out of there it feels like i really i really think that there's going to be a director's cut of this movie eventually um anyway i give it a i gave it an a minus at the time i think i'm sitting at a b plus now that i think about it i i really enjoyed it anyway dex do your jimmy chan thing yeah dude because i don't think this is fair i i don't think she's the best actress obviously but i don't think she's bad i i think I think she's bad. I saw Crazy Rich Asians, and like everyone else, I was like, Jimma Chan is her. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen on a movie screen. Can't take my eyes off her. Love her. She's great. She's incredible. Can't wait to see what she does next. And then she started doing more things, and it was like, hmm, is, is Jimma Chan good at acting, or is she, is she really just her? hot? Like, Because she was on that, 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 there's that probation that some, some actors and actresses have. Michael B. Jordan was in that probation for a little while too, but I think Michael B. Jordan can act. And sometimes you're like, I don't know, they can actually act, or if they're just really hot and it just works. Like, you know, and there's a lot of actors who beat those allegations. Like I said, Michael B. Jordan beat the allegations. Margot Robbie beat the allegations. Henry Cavill, eh, jury's still out. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. But <laughs> Jim Chan. Jim Chan does not beat the allegations. The allegations have won against Jim Chan. She cannot act. We we saw Eternals. She ain't have it. Eternals was not her fault, brother. She ain't, did she have it or did she not have it? You, <laughs> how many times are we gonna keep making excuses? Okay. At some point, Jimmy G got all the weapons. You just gotta say Jimmy G just ain't the guy. You know what I'm saying? She hey. is Jimmy G. Okay. Like she she's just not her. It is what it is. <laughs> Saying look the part all star, look the part all star. Literally, like she, they had her be the MacGuffin in this movie, so she wouldn't have to talk for too long. 
<laughs> they were like, we're going to literally. I don't know if that's why they did it, but. We're literally going to put her on ice. <laughs> like, just, like, have her say like one or two lines every 30 minutes. She literally and, had like four lines in this movie. How do you think she did such a bad job? She said like four things. And were any of them good? Were you moved by any of them? <laughs> I wasn't moved by anything in this film, so she felt like she blended in to me. I've I've been moved by John David Washington before. Have you ever been moved by Jim Chand? Roy hasn't. <laughs> he was moved in Black Clansman. We were I all like Black Clansman. We were all yeah. We were all we all felt something. I felt white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I felt white guilt. <laughs> Jimmy Chan has never made me feel anything outside of Crazy Rich Asians. She had one hot song. All right, that's it. She's she's not her. It's I can't over. say I'm she's sorry. ever made me feel anything outside of Crazy Rich Asians either. I didn't think she was bad in this movie, but I do agree that she's never made me feel anything outside of Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, but I I want to give her more time. I want to still have her on the clock for for. I want to I want to still be have her application pending because she might. I don't think she's her. But I think she might be a, a perfectly mediocre actress that, of course, is great looking and going to keep getting jobs. But maybe she's bad. I, I haven't gotten that. Uh, I haven't sniffed a bad whiff yet of Jimma Chan, though. I have not seen her be actively horrible in something yet. Like I have seen uh, what's his face that played Freddie Mercury. I've seen him be actively bad in like five things now. Rami Malik. Yeah, Rami Malik stinks. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm out on Jim and Chan. It's it's Damn. over for me. I'm out. Like, You're don't selling worry your stock. No, nothing. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what we're waiting on, guys. Like, how many? How many more of these are we gonna do? And honestly, she keeps if she keeps getting these nothing roles, I feel like that might be a sign. Like, Damn. My man would give Jeez. up on Justin Herbert too. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Justin Herbert moves me. <laughs> <laughs> but Can would I give up on? Slugger? Would I give up on Jimmy G? Yes, I would. He's out of here. I would also <laughs> give up on Jimmy G. So if, if, if she's Jimmy G, then you'd sell the stock. Sell, 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 sell. sell. <laughs> Do uh, your spoilers. I don't. Spoilers? Okay. Well, spoiler warning: If you have not seen this film, see this film. It's enjoyable. Uh, before you continue with this podcast, because I'm going to spoil the shit out of this film now. I'm going to just fire about 37 questions at y'all, and I want you to answer them to the best <laughs> of your ability. Okay. Oh, no. Did you take notes? So, Did you have a pen and a paper? Point? No, I have a text message thread with Marcus about all the shit that I was like, what the, what the fuck did we just do? So there's a point in this. The whole the, the plot of this film basically is that da- John David Washington is going on this trip to save America in the Western Hemisphere from air, but really he's going on this trip because he thinks that his wife is still alive. He thought his wife was dead because his wife, quote-unquote, dies with his pregnant, and she's pregnant at the time. She, quote-unquote, dies at the beginning of the movie. So he's going to get his wife after five years. His wife is Jimma Chan. So the whole, the, 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 the big twist of this film is that Jimma Chan was supposed to be the daughter of a terrorist, who the Americans call the terrorist, but really she is the terrorist. And he didn't know. Okay, that's fine. We have our the god of the AI. The AI yeah. have. That's I mean, her dad was the terrorist, but now she's inherited the terrorist. Now she's inherited. She, you know, she she took on the mantle of Nimrata, right? So, inherited. Cool. <laughs> so when John David Washington first meets our weapon, uh, meets Alfie, he's asking, like, "Do you know my wife? Where's my wife? Where is she?" 
Alfie is a bit hesitant to even, first of all, when he meets Alfie, Alfie don't know no English. And then in the next scene, Alfie is speaking English again, which, okay, maybe she's a robot. Maybe she downloaded it from the cloud. Like, maybe that's she how this happened. downloaded it off the little radio joint. Maybe she, she downloaded it off the cloud. Okay, she, cool. That, she oh, she, she grabbed like, the little radio thing. I think you missed half thing. this movie because you were on Mushrooms. I, yeah. No, that's not true. It Mushrooms like make it pay better. every than little radio digits. station real quick, and then she learned okay, English. Okay, so she scanned the radio, she learned English. Okay, cool. So he wants to go to Nimrata, and she... Alfie is just basically either not answering these, these questions or coming up with some reason not to, like, something happens, right? There's some intervening event. So the whole movie, we're trying to get to Namrata. Alfie's not really being, giving, giving the information, even though you assume that Alfie knows this is my father or my father, father in quotes. This is my dad and mother is sick. And actually, all of these robots need our hero to go to Nimrata specifically because Nimrata is a, a vegetable and Nimrata want they want to let Nimrata die but the robots themselves cannot kill Nimrata they cannot end life kill god. Uh, they, they can't kill god they can't kill god right so there's like we need you to come and kill god so the way that we get to Nimrata is the robot gets shot first of all nobody mentioned this those little running bombs were the coolest thing ever they were amazing that was the coolest oh, right. part that was of the movie. so dope that was so <laughs> fucking dope I had a great time. They were they're like, with a big... they're like, hey, thank you for activating me. <laughs> <laughs> Those things were amazing. So our, our our little our little weapon gets shot, and we don't really have any sense of can this weapon die? Is this weapon even mortal? Can this weapon feel pain? All we know is that this little girl acts like a little girl, like a little human girl. She cries, she hugs, she tells jokes, she she laughs at stuff. Like she acts like a human. But we know that she's not a human. So now she gets shot. And it's like, oh, my God. And and John David Ross has got this big hero moment. Oh, my God, Alfie. He comes and scoops her up. And so they tell John David Watt. They say at this point, they say, take her to Nimrata. That's who's going to help her. And this makes sense, right? She's the grand designer of these robots. She made this particular child. She made the super weapon. If anyone can fix the super weapon that now has been shot, it's Nimrata. It makes perfect sense, right? So we get there into this into this castle that is literally on the top of a mountain. It seems like the Americans could have found this extremely easily. It's a big-ass Iron Man hat on top of a mountain. I don't <laughs> think it's that hard to find. But anyway, anyway, so they get there, and Nimrata is a vegetable. So Nimrata is not dead or alive. And the when we get there, Alfie is laying on the bed with Nimrata. She hops up. She has no more gunshot wound. In fact, it looks like nothing's ever happened to her. But that's fine. Who cares about what happened to the robot? Maybe, maybe they just wrote it off. Well, maybe... Maybe they got rid of the scene where they tell you that just by touching Nimrata, she was healed. Whatever. Who who knows? So they bring John David Washington into this into this place to meet the person that he's been trying to find for the last hour and a half. And she is a vegetable. And they say, hey, we need you to actually do this. So he presses literally one button and then kills Nimrata. And it's like, okay, now we can go on to our big bang. But it was like, this feel this is that was the most pointless. It was it was so pointless to me because it was like we came here to kill this character. I thought we came here for this character to help us, but the character didn't help us at all. In fact, we the character needed our help to go on to our next destination. Like also, there there are points where the robots can't find Alfie. My iPhone can track other iPhones. These <laughs> robots can't track where Alfie is. How can a robot lose a robot? That literally makes no sense to me. My Alfie, my iPhone can do that. We're in space, we're in the future. They're like, oh my god, where is it? When these robots get shot, 
they are yelling, oh no, someone's coming, oh my God, I've been shot. How come they don't communicate like via the cloud so that the humans can't hear what they're saying? These these robots are robots only when it's convenient and when this the second is inconvenient for them to be robots, they're just humans. Like the, 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 these robots are so human-like and I know that they're trying to like, oh, we're less, we're, we're, we're more different. We're not as different as you might think. Like these robots have feelings and they have family and they adopted Nimrata and they brought her into the family. But it was like the actual abilities of these robots, especially our main robot, was never defined. And sometimes they had abilities that made sense to their robots. And sometimes they just conveniently didn't. Why, why is every robot on this base sleeping at the same exact time? Every robot here is asleep. And John David Washington literally just walks into there and steals the a, a nuke, the greatest weapon ever created. He just walks in there and steals it, and every robot is asleep. That makes no sense to me. My yeah, my but, iPhone knows when you turn your yeah. iPhone off, like your iPhone knows when you pick up your phone, even if the phone is off, like it knows that. And I got one more. This is my biggest. This is the this was the you worst ever been movie to the I've office first. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been the first one in? You gotta wake up the computer. This was the worst movie scene I've seen this year. So oh my god. Our, oh, our, our our robot is tied is tied up. Our robot is like a the the humans have acquired our robot, but they can't the humans cannot turn the robot off. For some reason, only John David Washington can turn the robot off. So John David Washington comes into the room. Now the room is set up to where they have like uh, uh, they have like a screen that shows you the vitals of the robot, which makes no sense, first of all, because how does a robot have vitals? But that's fine. We, we don't care. The screen has vitals on it, right? The screen is showing you the vitals of the robot, and they're saying, we want you to terminate the robot. We want you to terminate the weapon. So he walks in, presses quite literally one button, and the robot is dead. And the reason why we know the robot is dead is because the humans say, okay, that's it. The robot's been terminated. And the vitals on the screen go flat, right? So, you okay, the robot's dead. We have a machine hooked up to this robot, and we can't tell that the robot was actually not dead, but it was in standby. That literally, how does that make sense? We can't tell that the we can't tell with these machines whether a robot is actually terminated or on standby. That's the big reveal because then the robot can go do its big superhero shit because the humans were too stupid to realize that the the, the iPhone is not dead. He just turned the iPhone into rest mode. Like that 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 doesn't. There's so many decisions in this movie that make no sense. And it, it frustrated me because I wanted to cry. I wanted to be into the movie. There's this cute ass kid that's running away from people. She doesn't know who to trust. And I couldn't feel anything. And the whole hour, last hour of this movie had no stakes specifically because I was like, can this robot die? What, what does it mean for this robot to die? How does John David Washington's character, who's literally running out of oxygen when we see him, run towards his wife, who is a robot, another robot, run towards his wife, like a full sprint towards her to hug her before they both blow up. Is that maybe that didn't really happen? Maybe that's like a visual thing. That's like a thing that didn't really happen. But there, it felt like the last half of this movie had no stakes because the robot thing was ill-defined. So I didn't really know what could happen. I don't know what happens if this robot kid gets shot. What happens with the robot kid? Who knows? If you turn the robot off, it's dead. If you put it in standby, it can come back. That's the stakes. They told you. Should, should <laughs> our machine be able to? If we have vitals of this robot, shouldn't our machine be able? To, if you if you fall asleep, Dex, and we have machines hooked to you, we can see based on the machine whether you are asleep or dead. It's easy. Your yeah, heart is still beating. I also, I also don't have the 
power to turn off machines. <laughs> like, I can't do that. Well, she didn't turn off the machine that was reading her vitals. The machine, because because if she turned off the machine, they would know she was alive because they know she can do that. So she couldn't turn off the screen. So the screen just reads that her vitals are gone, but she's alive the whole time. Honestly, it's, I don't even remember insane. vitals being a part of the scene at all. To be honest, they have a screen uh, with her vitals on it. It's a big logic jump, but uh, you had to know as a as a certified movie watcher uh, and movie enjoyer that they were never going to kill her. Yes, true. But what, you we knew that have, we don't have to do this if we're going to do the scene where oh my god she's dead. Then let's make it actually have stakes. It has no stakes, but it, and it doesn't just not have stakes because we know she's going to die at the end of at the end of Infinity War. We knew the Avengers were going to come back. But you still felt something when they disappeared because there's stakes there. There was never stakes here. There was John David Washington died at the end of this movie. I think it is was that your read on the film? Was that that he died yeah, at the end? 100 said they're dead. It's so Super he's dead, dead yeah. and his robot. Why did we even do the thing with the robot wife if the robot wife was quite literally going to wake up for 10 seconds and get exploded? Like there was no what that, that's literally what happened. Like we needed closure. <laughs> In the this form of a robot that's going to get blown yeah, up. This man—it's a full circle of his, of acceptance. He's been searching for his wife this entire two and a half hours. Don't you need he a five-minute scene where he tells her how much he loves her and cares about her? Don't don't, don't no. you have no, to put that in? You just need this emotional. We're both about to die. Your consciousness is in this robot now. I have closure. I feel better. I die. I go to heaven. I feel good. I'm a good person now. I did a good thing. All right. I saved the kid. I saved the AI. We blew up the bad humans. I get to say bye to my dead wife. It, yeah, All of good. this little minutiae bothered you so much, but you know what? This is not minutia. I, I would argue that this is not minutia. This is this, this is fundamental to the stakes of the plot. It's fundamental shit. But you, but you know what didn't bother you is that it the robot is actually his daughter. You it's have not his daughter. <laughs> they use they use genetic material from the dead from the unborn that fetus. That didn't bother you to imprint. That, that, no, because, like, yep. Because at least they explained it. At least they tried to explain it. The stuff that I'm really mad at is the stuff that happened. And it's like I was left with the question, and there was quite literally no explanation. They they don't even tell you how how he loses his arm. He doesn't even talk about it. He's just it making matter. jokes. Like everything's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Who cares why he it lost? Literally. His arm. Cares. <laughs> He, he he has an arm gone. If it didn't matter, why would they show us that he does that he has a bionic arm? Why would we see that? Because it's cool. That's why. Because <laughs> he lost it in the robot wars, dude. <laughs> he lost it in the robot wars. It's hard out here. Yeah, it's it's literally like nukes are going off in LA, man. <laughs> it's literally like he's a soldier. That's what it was. It just feeds into he's been through some things. Yeah, that's all, that's all like character him. development. That shit, the arm does not matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the arm, arm and the leg. The don't, arm don't does matter. matter because the arm saves him. Because when he gets when he gets thrown out of a boat by, by all those robots, again robots that can't scan shit because he literally rides under the boat where yeah, the robots stupid. are. I, I I gotta agree with you. That was real dumb. We can't scan. Like, we can't be like, hold on, let's scan to make sure he's not like still alive. Nope, we're just gonna assume that he's dead. Like I really we don't see him like, anymore, so he's dead. It really like they don't. You're really giving too much faith in these robots that they aren't just like because you look at AI now and you're like, this is stupid. Like it's like write me a so you know. You look at AI and you're like, yeah, yeah, the robots will never win. 
you're an idiot. We could never lose to these guys. We're really, I think we're kind of looking at it as like, this is like gen one of these AI robots. And, uh, and she is the gen two archetype. Yeah. She's the, she's the next, she's the iPhone 15. You know what I mean? Like she's like (laughs) the iPhone to end all iPhones. But I think like, you're like they really wanted to make you feel like these things were human didn't have like mega ultra power like they weren't none of these robots were like op except they were awful they were way too weak i've never seen r2d2 have to sleep and let somebody sneak aboard the ship you can't just sneak aboard the ship when r2d2's r2d2 got thrown in a motherfucking trash compactor nobody gives a shit that was a horrible scene, by the way. Please respect R two D two. He did not deserve that. He did not deserve. Can't that. hear you. Can't hear you, Dex. I can't hear you, Dex. You're toying with your mic, and R two D two did not thing. deserve that. And these R two D two would have never let every robot on this on the ship sleep while a human came onto the ship. It would never happen. Never. I I just I really think that you're you're uh, subscribing more powers. If, to these, if these uh, now, robots are that weak, why are we in a war that we're almost losing to them? I just, I don't, these robots better be formidable, or maybe they're just trying to say that Americans are dumb because if we can just flip a switch on their necks, there shouldn't be no war. It should be extremely easy to beat these robots. You literally just go flip a switch on their necks. You don't even have to bring a gun to the battlefield to do that. You literally just go flip, flip, I mean, flip. You, you, you kind of do have to bring a gun when they got guns. You got to get up close to them. Not if they're all taking their daily nap when they're all asleep <laughs> at the same damn time. Why do robots sleep? That doesn't make any sense. Why? They got to recharge. Hey, man, if you want to win a war by running up on your opponents one at a time and touching them on the neck, <laughs> you do that. I'm good. <laughs> John David Washington could have disabled every robot in that place because they were all asleep at the exact same time. All of them. I guess. I mean, it's fine. Like, I hated it. I hated it. I, gotta I get, wanted the robots to be they gotta so much power more. up somewhere. You know what I'm saying? They can't run on just infinite battery life forever. This, this is the Terminator. Robot. You're really conflating this with like the Terminator. Do you know how long ago the Terminator was made? That's literally my point. It, it, we have already robots. seen. Yeah, of course they're different, but why are these robots so much worse and shittier? The Terminator came out 35 years ago. <laughs> it's Build like it, uh, you're drawing from every movie ever. Draw from that too. It's like an end game where they're like, yeah, everything you've heard about time travel in other movies, throw it out the window right now. Yeah, throw it out the window. <laughs> everything you know about AI and robots, throw it out the window. Throw these the robots window. are fucking new idiots. <laughs> new robots. We're doing new things. My my biggest problem with the robots is that they ain't let Alfie cook enough. Like they let Alfie get her shit off. I wanted Alfie to pop off. Where's her fifty point game? Like they just had her just do their little like fucking like turn the lights off shit. Cool power though. It's a cool ass power, but I wanted her to just like just really pop off one time. I thought we were building that the whole time, and they let her. I like. There's a scene on the Nomad where she like. Where they're like all scared of her, like in the room or whatever. I was like, oh damn, they're about to just do the Darth Vader Rogue One. Turn up, yeah. Like literally, like they're just gonna do the hallway scene from Rogue One where she's Darth Vader and she's just fucking them up. But they didn't do that. Like I just let her pop off, let her get her shit off. Well, I mean, basically, she's a walking EMP. Honestly, yeah, but like 
Their savior is an EMP. That's crazy. She didn't. Get, you got to catch some bodies, bro. You got to show us. Even if she catches the bodies by mistake and she goes, "Oh my god, I didn't like. I didn't mean to do that." You, you got to have her catch some bodies, bro. She she's got to put up some numbers at least. Six. She looked like Victor Wimbanyama out there in his first uh, summer league game, bro. <laughs> I was unimpressed. Um, you got to show us the full scale of the powers. You're not getting a sequel. So we're not going to be able uh, to see not. Alfie go off. She absolutely right? is not getting a sequel. You got to put that in this movie. <laughs> I would watch a sequel, but they're not going to make it. <laughs> I would watch a sequel, but it's not happening because they're not making enough money. Oh, no. This is getting like kicked kicked around. Gareth Edwards is going to have to direct another Star Wars or something like that. To be fair to them, though, who could have expected that Saw 10 was going to be good? They haven't made a good Saw movie in, a, in like a decade. Years, and it got like an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's That's unbelievable. Like, no one, That's no so one stupid. predicted that the 10th Saw was going to be good when Saw 3 through 9 were an absolute mess. Maybe 4 through 9, if I'm being gracious. They haven't made a good Saw movie in decades. So, yeah, I, I, it's not. they could not have guessed that, oh, my God, Saw 10 is actually good. Whoops. Saw got so bad, they started a spinoff franchise that was also bad. <laughs> that was also really bad. <laughs> they were like, fuck it. Let's throw It's Chris got Chris Rock, Rock guys. It. Come to the movie theater. Y'all like Chris Rock, right? It was like, yeah, I do. Everyone was like, no. <laughs> What's crazy no. about it, it's that it's like the same director and team behind like Saw 4 through 7 or something like that. And it's like, what changed? You know, they brought Jigsaw the game. Back. That's what changed. I will not be watching. I will never watch a Saw movie. But I'm good. Jigsaw hey, came back and, and dropped 60 like Kobe. Like he went crazy. We needed Jigsaw back. We didn't. They they had a random. Oh, now the detective is the Saw killer. Oh, now the, this other lady is the Saw killer. And it was like we don't care about any of these people. We just really like Jigsaw. And they took them seven films to realize. Hey, I think the people just want to see Jigsaw. Like let's just put him back in the movie. And it really and works. Saw 10 is in between Saw 1, one and, and two. 2. Yep. It's so stupid. Let's, let's make at least four more films that are between Saw 1 and 2. Let's just keep Jigsaw alive. Let's just keep doing it. Fuck it. Wait, it's between them chronologically? Yeah. Yes. I thought you made it was between them, like, Rotten Tomatoes-wise. Holy no. shit. No, no, no. <laughs> Chronologically. They went it's, all it's, the way back. It's higher, than the, it's higher than the first Saw movie. It's higher than oh, any Saw highest, movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Rated, it's one of the highest-rated yeah. movies of the year. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. It's I, really like good. I said, never watched I had a good time. Also, I can't believe we're on the second Paw Patrol movie. <laughs> also a highly rated movie. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. We're on the second Paw Patrol movie, and it... It's got it's like in the 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. We are cooked movie. as a movie going public. Wait, the is Exorcist, Exorcist movie gonna be bad? Yeah, the embargo oh, dropped on that. 24% on good? Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, 24. Yeah, Oof. no. Well, shout out to for getting checks. We we respect you, brother, but damn. Oh, David Leslie Gordon Allen. Green, what are you doing, man? 24? And Life was like, supposed to be so different for all of the Hamilton cast. Yeah. <laughs> and it just ain't. I, that's so crazy. David Gordon Green went from being like somebody that's like, we're going to put your first movie in the Criterion collection to doing some silly comedies to being like, I'm just going to do bad horror movies for Blumhouse. Bad horror remakes. Anyway. Uh, the creator uh, Leslie Odom Jr. got 
uh, glass onion in there because yeah, before that, woof. Um, Damn. David Diggs has the Snowpiercer series on TNT. What are you yeah, doing? He, he was on Blackish for a Black minute. Spotted. Oh, he wasn't Blackish for a minute. Um, yeah, I don't. I the creator, go see it. I hopefully, hopefully, it makes its money back. It actually was only for as good as it looks. What it, it was only eighty million dollars only, but it was an eighty million dollar movie. It's not like oh, it, okay. I thought it was a hundred million dollar movie. It looks like it. Kind of looks yeah. like one. I just assumed. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I just it was like a hundred something million dollar movie. When you Maybe said John David's not. I was like, oh, they're dead, but. I, I yeah. thought John David and Jimma Chan were getting top dollar out here, and maybe they are, but maybe they aren't. No, they. That's why they, there aren't any like big stars, and I mean, da- John David Washington's now a recognizable name, but there's not like, like, I don't know, name a person, Chris Evans or whoever isn't isn't in this movie. Do y'all think this is going to be better when if you ever watch the Adam Driver? Uh, dinosaur movie where he's there's dinosaurs on the planet and he's in space or whatever i can firmly think- i can firmly say that that would be worse than this why did you compare it to that because they, <laughs> the, the trailers made me think about each other and i realized that dex and mo did not see that film which means nobody saw that film but it looks like it was expensive but if dex didn't see it that means nobody saw it bro like dex didn't even pull up dex was like no i'm good like i'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm good and I like I have had no interest. Like I had no like usually. I haven't if heard I'm one in, person talk about seeing it. I had one. I haven't seen one person be like, "I saw it." I, I think no one's Like if I hear of a movie before it comes out, and then I end up not seeing it, I'm like, "Oh man, I wish I would have got around to that." Not this one. I'm like, I'm good, dude. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> that was a. What was what was the name of that film? 65. It was some year. Yeah, 65, Sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, let me just let's play guess the box office on 65 just because he brought up this movie. A Tell movie that was budget. supposed to come out years ago and I think had like bit, gone through crazy reshoots and everything. When I saw the trailer, you're right, TJ. I was like, I'm fucking in. He's yeah, killing dinosaurs with shotguns. Like, yeah, hell yeah. But apparently it wasn't, it just wasn't that. But um $45 million budget. Wow, I I have no concept from the trailers how expensive these movies are. I thought the movie was going to be really expensive. Yeah, forty five million dollars. Play the game because I looked at the Wikipedia page. I'm going to say it made eleven million dollars. No, sixty million dollars worldwide. Actually, it made money. Yeah, I didn't hear literally one person. No, not one person. I have seen nothing about that film. I've seen no one that said I hated it or I loved it. I haven't seen literally nothing. It just came and went. Shout out to Ariana Greenblatt, who's been in just now everything. She's in that movie. It made money? Yeah. Wow. Um, So, yeah. Anyway. Adam Driver might be unimpeachable out here. If that movie made oh, money, he might that's be unimpeachable. Who Ariana Greenblatt is. Yeah, she's, look, she's yeah. Uh, Gen Z. She's Gen Z Barbie. Barbie. Gen Z bar. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, she's not. She's not. In, she's she not Barbie. So young Gamora. She's the. She's the one that says actually Barbie is bad and we shouldn't like you anymore. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so what are we watching? I have finished only Murders in the Building. Um, this season was fine. Was it good. Okay. What season was, was this? Three. Three. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. I don't have, I have anything to write home about it. 
Um, and then I moved on to try and finish the first season so I could start watching the second season of Welcome to Wrexham, which is actually pretty like, uh, like a really well done docu documentary series. Too so, wholesome. Too wholesome for you. I've watched. Too wholesome. I watched the first like two episodes and I was like, "This is good," and then just never thought about it again. It's too many episodes. <laughs> it's like twenty five episodes in the first season. I'm Jesus. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, it's like twenty episodes a season. I like Ryan Reynolds as much as the next guy, but that's that's excessive. Twenty. I, I think I like Ryan Reynolds a little less than the next guy does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate him or anything. I'm just I'm a little tired. Well, no, I we had this <laughs> when we insane. did the free guy thing. I think years ago or like a year ago now, where I'm like, I think I'm out. But then I watched this and I'm like, I, look, I get it. You know, I get it. He seems that movie like is a, better than it had any right to be. It's not a good I movie. I feel like if I hung out with him, I'd love him. But I, the all Deadpool all the time, Ryan Reynolds, like rebrand, I'm not with it, man. Like, can we do anything else? Deadpool can 3 is coming. Can we be anyone brothers? else? I'm going to be right uh, there in the theater. Well, he's an ad, he's an ad agent disguised as a, uh, disguised as a super hot movie star. <laughs> Everything that dude touches. Everything that dude touches turns into gold. Yeah. Unbelievable. I've been yeah, watching. I, uh, let's see. I I I told y'all in the chat. I went to go see uh, Django Unchained in thirty five millimeter on film. Fucking, oh yeah, how was that? That's literally a perfect movie. It's it's just I I could cry. It's just the greatest. It's just the greatest movie ever. Like I I just had a great time. Uh, I'm watching Love Is Blind, the new season. It's a fucking mess in in a good way. Uh, what else am I watching? I rewatched uh, The Dark Knight. I'm going to rewatch. Uh, I, uh, I rewatched The Dark Knight. I saw I saw uh, Dumb Money and I saw Saw Ten. Like I said, Dumb Money pretty good. I was very very surprised that they could make a movie about that particular topic that compelling, and it had Pete Davidson in it, which made me think this movie is just probably going to stink. Dumb money, surprisingly good. I think it'll do very good on streaming once people, if it can get a second life. It's uh, very well done. I really enjoyed Dumb Money. Uh, they have rolled that out like it's supposed to be a big prestige movie, and it just hasn't come to like middle America theaters really, which is like kind of surprising. I don't know. It's when it hits streaming, I think people, a lot of people are going to discover it. It is, it is, I really enjoy it. I couldn't believe how funny it was. I couldn't believe how well done it was. Dumb and, Money uh, is a perfect top of Netflix movie that oh, like, yes. everyone would yes. talk about for yes. two weekends. For two, and then yes, yes, exactly. Never think about it again. But yeah, until then, I don't think it has much of a chance at the box office. The soundtrack is great. And it just, it's, it's, it was, my expectations were low just because of the topic. Not that I'm not interested in the topic, but how do you make everybody else interested in the topic? And they did a really good job of, of dumbing it down enough to make it interesting, but not enough to make you feel stupid. Uh, so uh, I really enjoyed Dumb Money, actually. Uh, I, there's some other movie. I, I've been in the theater so much in the, over the last couple of days, uh, really catching up on my films, which has been amazing. Hold on. I'm going to pull up my list. Right, uh, Dex, you can go. Uh, honestly, haven't been watching very much. I feel like I spend all my free time watching sports now. So it's the best sports time of the year. You got it. <laughs> Playoff baseball, NBA is about to be back. NFL is back. The Houston Texans are back, baby. Hell CJ yeah. Stroud Fuck is yeah. out here. Dude, CJ Stroud, 
Uh, I can't believe he's, he's that good, bro. He's so impressive, bad. man. It's, <laughs> he looks so comfortable already. That's crazy. And he's just fucking cool. Like every like, you know, every press conference he says some shit that you're like, yeah, this kid's got it, man. Like <laughs> he's him. Uh, also, Y'all not really five foot eight. Also, Lovey, not Lovey five Smith. foot eight. Does not look like a wish make a wish kid out there. Like <laughs> he's he's him. He's the one. Lovey Smith really was the he was not the hero that you wanted, but he was the hero that y'all needed because it all worked out the way it was supposed to. Uh, CJ, I tried to tell him. Shout out to Davis Mills for making the throw of his life to To only be benched and just (laughs) walk around with his thanks, Davis. That that poor guy (laughs) just walking around with his helmet on, you know, fourth and twenty. The game on the line. What does Davis Mills do? He gives his job to CJ Stroud. That's what he does. <laughs> I bet you on that first day of practice, he probably already knew where it was going because they're drafting a quarterback that high. He's probably going to start. But he probably oh, no, lined he up on the first the day of practice. Was and he was like, oh, this kid's actually uh, like way more talented than I am. Like, It's not just because he just got here and he's a high draft pick. He's actually incredible. And I, I he's doing stuff that I can't, can't, can't do yet, and I've been in the system for three years. CJ Stroud is really impressive. I can't hate. Although yeah, that Mike Shanahan system, I have a I have a theory that the Mike Shanahan system could make like me and you look like serviceable quarterbacks. So, I'm throwing at least lands. one pick in those four <laughs> weeks. He's played four NFL games. He has not thrown a pick yet. That in itself, without even looking at any other stats, is insane. That doesn't make any sense. That, that never, first that, that first interception is going to hit like a shotgun blast to the chest. But you know, it's it's going to be a tip. Oh, it's it's going to be off somebody's hands, and it's not going to be his fault. I get like, he's he's locked in, bro. He's focused. The Texans are making the playoffs this year. I wouldn't have said that even two weeks ago. Yeah, I believe if we win, if we beat Atlanta this weekend, then I'm like, yeah, we're going to the we're going to the fucking playoffs. We might go to the fucking AFC Championship game because this food out here. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need Bijan to run for 200 yards and I need Stroud to throw for 400 yards. Fuck it, I just want to see them both go absolutely insane. That's they, what I want. To free Bijan already, dog. Look what they got him out here working with. <laughs> the Atlanta Arthur Smith doesn't use his best players. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is out there running running wind sprints. It's crazy. This yeah, is not an man. NFL podcast, but. Yeah, that's what I've been banging. Are you saying that Desmond Ritter is not one of his best players? Is that what you're saying? That's a hot take right there. <laughs> you know, some <laughs> some would say, not I, you know. <laughs> Street saying, not me. But. Not me. I'm not an NFL evaluator, you know. <laughs> that's so funny. They just like literally are like Kyle Pitts, like just go <laughs> run a deep route. You're six foot eight. You know, it's just like. <laughs> oh, my Yikes. God. But yeah, I haven't had time to watch like actual movies or TV yet. I need to get into Ahsoka now that it's over. Uh, only merge in the building now that it's over. I think Loki starts tomorrow, so tomorrow. I'll Mixed be on reviews. that. But what Mixed I reviews. haven't seen anything negative. I've seen. I, I saw people saying that this is the best thing that Marvel's ever done. I see multiple people see that. Multiple people I've seen. This, oh, like, this is probably uh, the best I'd thing seen, Marvel's ever done. Yeah, I'd seen a guy that I trust for the Rolling. I think Alan Seppenwall is his name for the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stone, he said rather. Mid. He called the yeah, mid. Well, he he said it was up and down. I can't wait, man. We need something. Well, I feel like the MCU is. It's, it, they got to give me something. You got to give me a shot in the arm, and I don't trust that it's going to be the the Marvels. I just don't trust you know, that's going to be. I do. I I'm hype, dude. I think I, that I'm going to enjoy the Marvels, but it's not going the to make me like for that back. before uh, the creator. Later. 
And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm so back. It's been a minute now because they've been delaying things and moving things around. What was the last thing to come out? Um, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. Secret Secret Invasion. invasion. Secret Invasion got shat on so bad. That shit stunk. That I've been down on it and I haven't even thought about Marvel. But as soon as like I get the first great project, I think as soon as Loki comes around, I just need it right. I'm gonna get it right in the main vein, you know. Like I'm just like, and uh, yeah. Anyway, I haven't even we finished haven't Secret Invasion to be honest with you, because everyone shit on the finale. So don't, bad. don't finish it. I'll I'll read what happens. It's fine. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of Ahsoka. I, I and I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it as much as like a uh, what was the one that came before it. Uh, Anyway, the camera and or Andor, yeah, Andor, Andor was fucking mind blowingly good. It's amazing, but I was enjoying Ahsoka uh, for the first two episodes. I have to finish it, but uh, it's on my list. But then I started watching Love Is Blind, of course, which is great cinema. It's just great. Netflix, keep them coming. I will keep watching The Ultimatum. Love, Love is, is Blind is back. Again? I will keep watching them. Yes, sir. It's back. We're back. Oh, we are so back. You want to know? Just do this. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> You want to know what Caitlin and I watched, and then I'll wrap up. Um, we watched the first episode of The Golden Bachelor that I'm sure that you've got inundated with commercials for. I saw so the commercial when I was watching football. I'm not going to lie. It might be better than The Regular Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> it's so heartfelt. Like, it's unbelievably, like, saccharine. Uh, and just old people falling in love. Like, yeah, it gets me every single time. But... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I think, uh, yeah, the 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 original Bachelor has lost its soul a bit because now it's right. like just people who want to come on there to be influencers or whatever. Like they don't even yeah. pretend to be falling in love anymore. Like they just they're just right. in it so that they can like get their Instagram popping. But like the old people, it's like restoring the feeling little bit yeah it's restoring the feeling a little and it really is kind of like what the show probably should be like going forward <laughs> but you know the, the other one makes a ton of money anyway um yeah you can find us at one take podcast one take podcast on twitter one take podcast on instagram tiktok the like uh go follow our youtube channel one take podcast on youtube you can follow us at less underscore humble teach at Lord Dex Hinton and at Royden Ogletree on X, otherwise known as Twitter. Uh, and yeah, I don't have anything else. What are we doing next? What's next? There's something what coming out next. Because the Flower Moon comes out at the end of the towards the end of the month in the twentieth. But what's coming out in the interim? <laughs> Exorcist Believer. Okay, no. are y'all getting Dex the Meg the Stallion movie near y'all? Probably sure not. If you know where I live. <laughs> I'm sure I am. I gotta figure out if that's showing like at a movie theater that I'm going to I will to drive be there. Through. I will be seated. Oh, you shout know out to out. Dicks, the musical. You know what's coming out next week? Taylor Swift, baby. No, I will not be there. I, I gotta be there. I'm a I'm gonna buy a ticket right now, actually. <laughs> I will I've been be putting there. this off. But I will be seated. Yeah. I'm sure they're gonna uh, add more showings. We'll we'll discuss off pod what we'll what we'll end up doing next week. But maybe yeah, it's, it's is, time for a classic. Maybe it's time for a classic. We'll see. Maybe as Dex's microphone decides to die. But Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support for All right, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>